This episode is made possible by our main sponsor, Troy Thompson from LJ Hooker Gun Garland. As you may or may not know, Troy played 156 first grade NRL games for the Canberra Raiders, which means he's a team player and he'll help you tackle all of your home buying and selling goals in the Gungalan area. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Life and Sport Podcast. And we're joined by, by a very special guest, 2004 Port Adelaide AFL Grand Final winner and also 1998 NBL Championship winner, Dean Brogan. Thanks for joining us. And how's your day going so far? Oh, firstly, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it's, only, it's Friday, mate. It's Friday, 9.30 in the morning. So uh, I'm always happy when it comes to Friday. So, uh, But it's a, still a long day to go. So we'll see what happens in the day. That's, that's fair. And, you know, Fridays is always a good day because, as you said, it's basically the start of the weekend. Um, so, so first question I've got for you is, what's your personal greatest non-sporting achievement? Oh, look... Um, I've got a daughter. I've been able to help have half her uh, a saying that having her produced and, and is is probably one of my greatest achievements. And being being a father, I think you know she's seventeen now. So um, I've had a, a beautiful seventeen years with her, and, and it's a challenge challenging having a seventeen year old in uh, in the year two thousand twenty two. But um, I think just being a father is, is one of my greatest achievements, and still is. Um, so yeah, that, that would definitely be it. And I, I ran a half marathon the other week too. So oh wow! I was, pretty, I was pretty happy with myself doing that as well. So, um, but yeah, probably my father being being a father, mate. Awesome. Um, and as you just mentioned, a half marathon. Is there a goal to be able to do a full marathon, or are you one and done? No, no, no. I'm actually running one another half this weekend in Adelaide, oh, wow. Clarenvale. Um, yeah, the goal is to is to build up and do a full. Um, so. Yeah, I, I always like running, um, but not so much long distances. I was a good short distance runner, like 200s, 400s, that sort of stuff. Yep. But um, I've just the last four or five months, I've, I've wanted to challenge myself a little bit in that space. And um, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. So yeah, the, the full is definitely on my radar in the next few months. That's awesome. And speaking of marathons, just before we go into your, your career, obviously, your teammate from the 2004 grand final, Kane Cons, Kane just Corns, re- yeah. literally just jogged from, jogged around, et cetera, from Adelaide to the MCG the 12 days before the grand final. What, like, how, how'd that come about for you? Like, as in, oh, yeah. like, how is it for you to see him do that? Well, you know, he's, Kane's always been um, a very, very good runner. And, you know, what he's doing with his career, you know, in, in the media and, and what he's doing outside for charities and, and, you know, that, that, that run that he did, um, oh, it was just incredible. And, and look, yeah. it's inspired a lot of people to, to get off their ass, so to speak. And, and yeah, and at least you don't have to do a marathon, but I know a lot of people that are starting to do 5k, 10k runs and just, you know, he's, he's triggered a lot of that. And, um, yeah, he's an inspirational person and, um, you know, to do what he's done. And I still speak to him and asked him the other day how he's going. He's still he's still hurting from that run. Obviously. Oh, I, I can imagine. I think it'll take months, but he is back running again. So, oh wow, uh, he, he's a freak of a person and uh, <laughs> a very good human. No, that's that's honestly awesome. And yeah, he did it for a great cause. But we're not here to talk about Kane. We're here to talk about you and your career and whatnot, which started more or less at the AIS uh, in basketball. Um, did you start playing basketball before you started playing Aussie Rules or was it a bit of both at the same time as a teenager? No, you've done your homework. Not many people ask me about the AIS days. Um, <laughs> oh, look, I grew up in a, in a basketball family. My sister was a very successful basketballer and we've got yep. age a six year age gap between us. And so I sort of grew up around basketball my whole career and footy was just something I played because my mates in the, in the neighborhood played it. So yep. basketball was my number one sport. And um, 
you know, she she played for Australia at a very young age, and she went to the AS um, when she was fifteen. So yep. she left home, you know, when I was nine, ten, and I guess basketball was always going to be my first choice, and um, I wasn't really that good at it to start off with. I think I was in, I think my first team I made was like a Div Four team. Oh wow! Um, so, but then yeah, just sort of stuck at it and ended up making state teams in under 18s and um, got asked to go to the RAS and that's all I wanted to do is follow in my sister's footsteps and yep. um, you know I went to 36ers games when I was a youngster and I just idolised um, the 36ers and the NBL was flying in the, in the 90s and um, it's all I wanted to do and I was very lucky enough to go to AS for two years and it's probably two years of, of like you got to grow up quick you know I had to move yep. out of home when I was 16 and best two years of my life really um and yeah, and then just snowballed from there. And I was lucky enough to live out a dream and play with the 36ers. Um, and not only play, but win, literally win the NBL championship, which is yeah. a, an amazing feat. Um, and then obviously you went over to Newcastle to play for them, unfortunately, which turned out to be a back-to-back season for um, Adelaide yeah. 36ers. Do you have any, not necessarily regrets, but in hindsight, obviously is a, is a beautiful thing nowadays. Do you think if you had your time over, you would have stayed at Adelaide or you would have still done uh, and gone to Newcastle? Well, it's 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 a good question. Like, um, if I my career turned out pretty well in the end, yeah, you know, um, absolutely. Maybe if I didn't go to Newcastle, maybe if I stayed in Adelaide, I'd still be playing basketball. And mm. who, who knows what would have happened? Um, I look at the time. I remember I was really dark on myself for, for leaving Adelaide and um, Newcastle. Spent a year in Newcastle, and I came home. We didn't make the with the playoffs, and we I came home, and I, there was whispers that Newcastle were going to fold, and. I was sitting at home watching that 36ers win that championship and I was so angry and jealous and, you know, yep. all that sort of stuff that comes to you. And, um, yeah, I was kind of spewing that I did wow. miss out. But, you know, things kind of worked out in the end. But, yeah, it was oh, hard to watch. But, you know, I was very lucky in that Adelaide situation. Um, my year with them, they, they they hadn't made the playoffs and Phil Smythe came in, cleaned house a bit and, I was very in a very fortunate situation, but um, yeah, I look back on it now and think how lucky I was. So, yeah. but at the time, no, I hated at the time you're like, fuck this, <laughs> what, yeah, what, nah. What am, what am I doing with my life and my career? And and know, and, and um, speaking of that, your career then took a, a a detour, but to the trajectory to what it was about to become, because that's a very short turnaround, 98, 99 season, and then in the 2000 AFL draft. How did that all come about from basketball to AFL in such a short time? Yeah, so I was at home, you know, working out what I'm going to do because Newcastle yeah. folded. The way they folded, a lot of NBL squads were, were full. Their lists were full. I didn't have a lot of choice on what my next move was going to be in, in terms mm-hmm. of an NBL roster. Um, yep. I had a couple of offers to go and be on a training squad. But, I, you know, I was a kid in a hurry and thought I was a bit better than that. So, um, I don't know, I just started thinking I was a bit disillusioned with basketball i was really yep. pissed off about everything and i just thought i'd start playing footy again and okay um Phil so did you did you play footy as a kid I as did, well yeah i played yeah. footy as a junior um i had you know i played a few games for south adelaide in the snfl and yep you know um at the time were you a crows or a port fan growing up um look i was a crows fan because okay. uh, no that's true so um i wasn't really an afl fan you oh, know okay. I, I wasn't a massive footy head and I, yeah, I was I was house sitting somewhere with with my with my girlfriend at the time, and um, uh, I got this phone call out of the blue, and it was Alan Stewart who was the head of recruiting at Port Adelaide. And yeah, 
I don't know how he found me, um, <laughs> but that's what these recruiters do. Yeah, they, they that's how they do it. You can be yeah. on Mars and they'll find you. Yeah, um, absolutely. He just said, you know, I remember watching you play for South Adelaide, and you were on my sort of black book list to watch. And um, you know, then you went to basketball, but I'm hearing you disillusioned with basketball and i'm thinking and you're like how do you know this part of me so (laughs) you know the story goes phil smith lived on the same street as mark williams and they were just talking one day about basketballers turning into footballers can it be done and you know phil smith said oh there's his kid dean brogan um he was with the sixes and he's looking for something i'm not sure what he's going to do he was he played a bit of footy he's tall so mark williams obviously went to alan stewart he was recruiting officer and um Alan Stewart said, yeah, I know this kid. So they reached out to me. I went down and had a bit of a kick um, with Choco, Mark Williams and yep. Alan Stewart and their skills coach. And they said, you know, you can kick and catch. And I always say I could run and chew gum and not fall over at the same time. So there was a <laughs> bit of, there was something there. And they sort of said, you know, do you want to, do you want to give footy a crack? And I just said there on the spot, yeah, let's do it. So I'd signed, I signed up back at South and played yep. a few reserves and league games, left but- basketball behind and and i was lucky enough i got rookie listed um at port adelaide end of 2000 or end of 99 or end of 99 i think yeah. 1999 so sort of happened really quick yeah it did um, and then yeah next thing you know i'm, I'm training down at albany in, in the pre-season wow that's that's incredible it's such a as you, so quick such a whirlwind going from NBL finishing like, you know, early to mid 99 to being in the draft at the back end of 99 for the AFL. It's, it, it's yeah, a whirlwind of, of stuff. And so obviously you, you experienced Choco as a coach at Port Adelaide for those, yeah. m- most of your time at Port Adelaide, Choco was there. Um, and you were a ruckman mainly um, because obviously your height and you can run, you can kick, you can tap out, tap yeah. the ball out, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and obviously, let's talk about the 2004 season, which is an amazing season for Port Adelaide in their AFL history. Um, what was it like that season in general, not just the grand final? Was there a vibe once you guys started winning that it's like, we could do this sort of thing? Yeah. So, you know, for, for people that don't know, um, Port, we, we played in three prelims before that and lost. Yep. Um, we'll, we'll arguably... Hate to say it, as, as a Collingwood fan, I thank you for knocking off Brisbane from getting four in a row. <laughs> well, Collingwood actually beat us in two prelims. I think. Yes, they um, did. So, so sorry about that. <laughs> that's okay. Look, we look. It, it, we were probably, probably, arguably the best home and away team yes. for those three or four years, and but we just couldn't get it done in the finals. And yeah. for whatever reason, um, we'd finish top, and we'd always lose that first game, which, which history tells you it's hard to come back from once yep. you lose that first game. So, coming into two thousand four, I remember. Um, it was our last go at it, you know. I remember before a rebuild sort of thing had to happen. Absolutely, we had a pretty old list, you know. Wanganines, Roger James, um, you know, Hardwick. We, you know, we had we had a pretty old squad that in 2004 wasn't. If coming in 2004 preseason season, we just flagged this is it. This has to be it. And, yeah. and I just remember, you know, knowing myself, I didn't really because I was so young. I didn't really appreciate where we, the situation we were in, but coming into 2004 year, the penny did drop for a lot of us. And, you know, we, we just knew that coming into that season, it's, it's, it's win a flag or bust, you know, yeah. and, um, or at least make a grand final. And um, that year we played on edge a little bit, um, everything we were locked in. Um, there wasn't a lot of controversy with us outside of footy, which um, is a good thing as well. You know, we just got to work and, um, 
you know, come finals time, we just knew we, we just have to win that first one. Um, and then we knew, you know, getting to that prelim, that if we, we knew if we won that prelim, we were going to win the grand final. And okay. It's, it's a bit of a cocky arrogance thing, but we no, just but it's to... also a, a, a it's it's been three years in the making of that point. You've made the Absolutely. prelims, and so it's yeah. like a, we know we can do it. It's let's get it done, sort of thing. Yeah, and, and look, it was just you keep telling yourself that you actually believe it, and yes, yeah. that was just the motto we sort of had. And once we beat St Kilda, and it was like a three point two point game, and yeah, you know, people that are close to it, we were actually like celebrating like we won the grand final after prelim, and because we just knew we just if we just got there. Yeah. We knew we could take care of business on that day because we were very confident. We'd beaten Brisbane a lot through the home and away season. We had a pretty yep. good record against them, but obviously Brisbane always stepped it up in the finals and they were a brilliant team. But we just knew we could get through. We were very, very confident we could we could win the week after, which was the grand final. And um, yeah, it all sort of worked out how we how we imagined it would. And um, you know, eighteen years on, um, it's it's probably you know. One of the uh, problem, not probably, is one of the greatest. Um, you only appreciate it more when you get older because you realise mm. how actually hard they are to win. Oh, absolutely. Everyone says it's having a scratch, but no, nah, absolutely. That's that. I mean, obviously, I've never played a, a a game of AFL in my life, as in full like top string in the AFL. But that I've interviewed a lot of players of AFL, NRL, and they do say that when they're younger, you know, whether it's sometimes it's early in their career, like their first two seasons that they're playing and they win a grand final. Mm. Um, they don't really understand or at the yeah. time appreciate how big of a thing it is. And then, as you said, 18 years later, and it's, it, it, as each year comes by, it's so much more. Yeah. Absolutely. And look, I think, um, you know, as I'm, as I'm getting older and I really love grand final week, I, you know, you, you always reflect back on what that week was like for you. And, and what was it like for you? Oh, look, it's, it goes so quick. And, yeah. and before you know it, the game's there. And then, you know, the, the media coverage it gets now is a lot more than what we had back eight yeah. years ago. But um, it, look, it just, you just feel you are, when you're in that bubble, you are pretty locked in. You don't actually see a lot of what's going on externally. And yeah. it's only when you get a bit older, you go, you go to these grand final lunches and um, functions and you, and you see like pretty much the whole football world shuts down and yeah. it's a big corp. We didn't see that when we were playing, but when you yeah. step out of it and look back, you go, was this really what was going on when we were, you know, and yeah, you know, I'm still with my partner from back then. And I said, you must have been a nervous wreck. And she goes, yeah, it was one of the most awful weeks ever. And um, yeah, wow. but you know, you, you look back on your, your time with it now and just, and then even to win one, you, you just count yourself very lucky because there's a lot, a lot of players that play a lot of good footy and don't ever get the chance of one in playing one, but two to win one. So yeah, it doesn't go unappreciated. Let me tell you. No, absolutely. Um, and obviously, I, I can't talk about your career at Port Adelaide, unfortunately, without bringing up 07. It was a great season. I'm not going to bring yeah, up the grand was... final. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to bring up the grand final, but that season in particular. Did you guys have a, at, at the club in general that similar or same vibe as 2004 going throughout the season? Nah, no, no. Okay. And, and look, it, it's funny. You, like, you watch Sydney on the weekend and you yeah. go, I've been there. Yeah, I've been, I've been there. Yeah, and, um, even worse, believe it or not. And um, look, 07, we we had a really good side. Oh, um, yeah, sort of got a little bit lucky um, in terms of um, we sort of beat Geelong the last 
game, the second last game of the year in Geelong. Yep. On the siren, Don Cassisi kicked goal. Um, so that put us into a, a calculations to finish top two. And yep. we, we we just fell into the top two situation. We had a home final against West Coast, who were the flag. They won the flag year before. Yep. Played West Coast. They had a lot of dramas that year with Ben Cousins. Uh, you know, Juddy was injured. They had injuries everywhere. We just got them at the right time. Yep. Um, we beat them. We fell into a prelim. Played a team called, you know, not called, we played a team North Melbourne who yep. kind of probably shouldn't have been in a prelim situation as well. Yeah. We beat them by 90-something points in the prelim. So we, we were going into the grand final way too confident. Gotcha. And yeah. I just remember, just wasn't the same feeling as it was in 04. It was, okay. We are playing, you know, Geelong hadn't won a flag for a very, very long time. Long time. That was the um, drought-breaking one for them, so, wasn't it? It was the perfect storm, really. We were, we were walking into the perfect storm. And I just remember just thinking to myself, and I wrote a notepad that week because, you know, yep. for I wanted to remember because, you know, for you're not prepared, whereas yeah. I said we were, we were prepared. We sort of knew how the week was going to go. Gotcha, and, yeah. So I remember writing in a notepad, thinking to myself, this doesn't feel like it did three years ago. Um, wow, okay. It's a good thing. And yep. uh, it turns out it was just an absolute nightmare. But... Um, yeah, some it happens. You it know, does. You you fall into a grand final. You play a team that are on a mission, like okay, a la Geelong three weeks ago. Oh, mate, um, there was no one that could have no, beaten Geelong. No one would. No have one that day, and it's probably the same with us as well. So you know, was it 119 points? We should have lost by 100. No, um, but it was definitely a 10 goal different game. We just things got out of hand. Um, but yeah, it. Look, it's life. It happens. A lot of a lot of worse things going on in the world. But yeah, that it does hurt. It, it definitely does, and it's something that a lot of us don't like to talk about. But it is what it is. No, that's fair. I mean, I wasn't trying to bring up the grand final. No, I just a- wanted to hear about like because. I- I, that's a great insight of to you know the 04 season there was a very different vibe the whole season compared to 07 which is so well, interesting the, what was different is we had a lot of players that had only been in the league you know mm. like Westhoff, Boak, Ebert, Salopet, Chaplin they'd only been around for two or three years and yeah. all of a sudden they're in a grand final and you, 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 we had too many of those but not say they're yeah. bad players but too no. many first second year players that just weren't ready for that moment and yep. Geelong had a lot of players that knew what was on the line for them. When you're playing a club with that history that hadn't been in the grand final for 50 years or, or hadn't yeah. won a grand final for that long, you, you're going to be up for a fight. And I just we just weren't at that level. Yeah. No, that, that's fair enough. Um, and obviously your time at Port Adelaide did, have, did come to an end and you moved yeah. over to GWS. What was that like going to GWS, who were basically a brand spanking new club more or less at the time? Yeah, look, it was a very humbling experience. Um, I, I, I didn't want to go. Chad Corns convinced me um, this would be, you know, let's go and play for another two years or another year or so. And oh, look, it ended up being one of the best career moves of my okay. life. Um, you know, you go from a really historic club that you won a premiership at with great facilities to go to the Giants where we're basically training out of Blacktown, which is yeah, I know very is, west. Yeah middle of nowhere we're training on baseball pitches because we weren't allowed on the footy ovals we've, trained, wow. we've got huts as change rooms it was a really unique experience and mm-hmm. um at first i just couldn't wrap my head around what what, what move i'd just taken um, as in like uh, how chalk and cheese it was sort of thing it was like you know what am i doing um <laughs> i just want to go home this is so but then you learn to embrace it and it was yep. just an unbelievable experience to work with um 
you know, some of the best talent in Australia. And, and you work out, you can, coming from somewhere where you've pretty much got everything at your feet, you know, yep. all, everything you need to grinding. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was awesome. It was so much fun. And, you know, I, I it was like grassroots, you know, resi's football sort of thing. hundred percent. Yeah. And look, the players we got in, they, they didn't, um, they didn't know any different. Yep. You know, it was only us older players that have been around. In know, the AFL. Luke Powell was there, won three flags at Brisbane. He was yep. there. We just learned to embrace it. And, you know, I was very lucky enough to see us go from, you know, training at Blacktown to moving to Olympic Park into the stadium facilities to making prelims. And, yeah, my time at the Giants was was one of, um, I look back on very fondly. And, you know, it's helped me in what I do today too. That's awesome. Um, and just before we go into the post-playing life, um, just some sort of quick-fire questions about, uh, you know, your time in the AFL. First of all, who was the biggest pest at the teams you played at? Uh, biggest pest? Um, probably uh, at Port was probably... Um, just trying to think, actually. Oh, definitely the Giants who kickled Reese Palmer. He was, yep. he was a bit of a laugh. He, he was pretty... He was pretty it's pretty out there. Up for oh look, biggest pest. Oh, Dom Cassisi was a bit of a pest. Yeah. Um, well, I've actually got Dom coming on my podcast in in within the next two yeah, weeks. Is yeah. is there anything that you, like any prank or whatever or something that he's done that that I can mention in the, in the episode with him? Oh look, Dom. Look, Dom. Dom is not what he seems. He's very okay. He's <laughs> he's uh he's a very um by the book. His whole footy career, he was very strict, very by the book. Yeah. Um, great, great captain, great leader. Um, but he's he's uh, ask him about his power walking. He was a state power walker for Western Australia. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely I'll, I'll actually type that out while Always while I've got yes. So hey, Corns was a pest. He was a. He was I was going to say, surely Corns he was a pest. He seems <laughs> like a like no offense. He seems like a pest on Fox Footy. Like he's got he that was, in him, you know. He's he's a he's a he's a pest. Um, but you know, guys like Stewie Drew, Roger James, they yep. they were they played a lot of jokes on our on our um, head trainer David Armfield, so that they were pest. Um, oh. we, we had a good balance back in those days. Yeah, no, nah, that, that's good. Back when um, you wouldn't be done for workplace bullying either. No way, oh mate, <laughs> we, we'd all be out of a job. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Who was the? So obviously we went with the pest. Who was the funniest teammate? You know, you just look at him and you'd start laughing. Oh. Uh, Wayne, your name was pretty funny, and he yep. didn't mean to be funny. Okay, it was one of those ones that just um, it wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed, old Gav. Gotcha. <laughs> and um, you know, it was funny how he used to try and get out of the time trials, and um, <laughs> he'd run, he'd have to run on the grass. He wasn't allowed to run on the road. It was like, what doctor told you that, Gav? He goes, no, no, no. This other doctor that I see outside the club, so he, <laughs> he just made his own rules because he was Gav, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gav. Um, Funny at the Giants. Oh, Reese Palmer again. Yep. It, it was pretty funny. Um, oh, look, yeah, it, it's hard when you put you on the spot like that. I've got to think of who I've actually played with and that. It's been a lot. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, and just two more fun ones before we get into the post-playing life, etc. Um, How do you like your steak? Uh, medium. Medium, medium? Rare. Yeah, very yeah, nice. Medium rare, rare. And do you have a beer of choice if you if you drink or not? Uh, probably I'm into the Great Northerns at the moment. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. No, Great Great I'm Northerns. A mid, I'm good. a mid-strength beer drinker now. I, I'm 
that's a good sign you're getting old. Yeah, um, no, nah, full strength anymore. Mid strength's are good. I'm I'm not I've never even been the biggest fan of full strength, but uh one one drop that I've uh, come across over the last few months is called Better Beer. It's got zero yeah. calories and shit in it. it it's really yeah, right. it's really good, you know. I'll have, um, to have a look at it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely go for it. Um right, so that concludes the little fun sort of to- uh questions. I mean, most of them are good questions anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Which coach during your time you know, in the AFL or even basketball, really, which coach had the biggest impact on the person you are today? Oh, it, it's look at the time. I, you know, Mark Williams definitely. Um, you know, really, it's only now you appreciate, you know, what what sort of coach he was. Um, mm-hmm. There's no doubt in my mind. If I didn't have Mark Williams as my coach, just just wouldn't have been the player or person that I am today. And um, I've, I've stepped into coaching and it, you really look back on those philosophies and the way I, I still have run drills that Choco did 20 years ago, you yep. know, um, it wasn't the most uh, loving, cuddly coach, but back then that's, you didn't coach like that. You know, um, it was, you coached to win. You had to earn respect. You have to do your time. Um, and once I got through that barrier with him, um, yeah, he was a great coach and even, He's softened up a lot now. He, we were on a WhatsApp group with all the old 04 Premiership boys, and Choco's yep. always on there, you know, complimenting people in different stages of their life. Like when, when Adam Kingsley just got the job at the Giants, he puts up a big posts, you know, and yeah, I, yeah, he's a remarkable um, coach person. No, absolutely. Um, do you follow the AFL or NBL much since retiring? Oh, look, I watch the AFL. I coach in the SNFL now, so I'm pretty yep. aligned to that um, in South Adelaide. But I do I always try and watch Port, the Giants. Um, look, I love watching a game of footy. You know, Friday night, always watch the footy. So NBL, not so much. Um, yeah, I, I just haven't really got back into it of late. Um, well, your no, beloved 36ers is... just like beat the Phoenix Suns. What are your thoughts on that? that? But then, you know, last night they lose to the Jack Jumpers in their yeah. season opener by 20 points at home. So yep. go work that out. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not a massive NBL fan, but I yep. do keep it. If it's on, I'll give it a little look. But yeah. Yep. No, that's fair enough. Um, and what are you doing with yourself these days? As you mentioned, you're coaching in the SANFL. Anything else? Yep. Yeah. So I work with a, I manage a, I'm the general manager of an IT company in Adelaide called oh, FX. Nice. Um, yep. I got on board with FX with the Giants. Um, oh, nice. I got, I got uh, introduced to, in a circle of friends, I moved to Sydney. Um, uh, a, a guy called Nick, who who started this little company called FX, he was from Western Sydney. He wanted to sponsor the Giants, so I got him on board, and the business just took off. And I just started working one day a week with them in Sydney. And he said, "Do you want to open up a branch in Adelaide?" And in 2017, I thought, you know, stuff it, I'll give it a crack. And yeah, yeah, it's just snowballed from there. And five years on, we've got 80 staff now. And wow, uh, yeah, so it's it's a big uh, managed service business IT, so uh, I'm not IT um, technical. Let me just no. put that on the record. But you know, um, you know, there's position in any business, even footy. You know, this is where footy's helped me in life. Is I can transfer it over to business, and you know, it's working with a team. You know, you know how we talk to customers, how we talk to ourselves internally. Yeah, um, you know, are we doing what we say we're doing? Um, you know, so all that sort of stuff is so relevant in in any business or sporting life and um i guess i've been lucky enough to be with such two really good three really good sporting professional sporting teams that's helped me in in my business world now yeah absolutely and that's really awesome as well that you're able to sort of 
you could say seamlessly transition into yeah. and working with effects, which is great because some players um, do struggle with, with, with that sort of thing, finding Absolutely. their sense of self. Yep. So that's really good. Um, and last bit I've got is what advice would you give to any youngsters who have aspirations to make, you know, give it a crack in the AFL? Oh, look, it, it, there's no secret to success. It's, it's working hard and, and having very good structure in your life. Um, it, it it's not going to come down and land on your lap. Um, I think that, you know, you've obviously got to have some sort of talent, but the players, who, the, the really good players, they just work hard. They do yeah. more than the next person next to them. And that's, that's a sim- it's as simple as that. And that's been around for a hundred years. You yeah. Know, like it's, yeah. it's going to be around for the next hundred years. Well, talent can hard. only get you so far, you know, because yeah. hard work yeah. beats talent when talent doesn't work. Absolutely. And it's all about getting an opportunity as well, but you, you find yeah. if you put the work in, you'll get the opportunity. Um, Absolutely. So uh, that's that's the only simple advice that I've lived by for my career and even in business. You know, you got to work hard. You know, you got to get in early, finish early, finish late, do the extra time, um, and it, things normally work out for you. Yeah. Now that's awesome. I'm just gonna one second stop. Rec-